0: nope we don't need to speed up the process we don't need to nuke this you know why because this is the non-microwave truth i am cl Whiteside. now let's get into our first world problem today now researching for this episode we're going to talk a lot about following your heart and i came across samson and samson was a dude who appeared to follow his heart follow his heart to a false, and we're gonna talk a, talk more in depth about that later in, in dinner time. but I just had to think about this. Samson picked a woman who he knew associated with his enemies, and I was like, how fine was this woman? She had to be bad, like, bad, bad. And I just thought to myself, like, how shallow is it for people to rate based off of looks? I'm guilty. And then I started thinking, like, was Samson having sex with her? Like, what made him lose his mind? And you're like, what are you talking about? I'm going to go to Judges chapter 16, starting at verse 4. It says, sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman. He was really following his heart. Following, he really fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, see if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver. So that's a nice piece of chunk of change back in the day. So I'm just going to tell you, Delilah was a gold digger. because She agreed to do this. She agreed to do this. And Samson kept her around. So I'm like, was she just that bad? Was she bad, bad? Was she gorgeous? Was, was he hitting that? Like, what made him do this? The, the Bible doesn't necessarily say, but I can just guess that he was following his heart. But it's like, man. So the first world problem question today is this. One, is it shallow to rate people based off looks? And the second part of that first world problem question is this. What do you think Delilah was from a scale of 1 to 10? I'm thinking Delilah had to be like at 11. She had to be bad, bad. But I would love to hear from you. Instagram, Twitter, I even got a TikTok now. YouTube, let me know what you think. And this is our first world problem. It is dinner time the 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 title of our episode today is true or false follow your heart this is the second episode in a four-part series this entire series is going to examine true or false statements and today's one is follow your heart so what do you think should you or should you not now in some cases you should in some cases you should not and we're going to look at that in this episode. But I'm going to tell you right off top, you cannot rely on culture to tell you if it's OK for you to follow your heart. And I'm going to give you an example. Think about this. In today's world right now, if a 30-year-old wanted to have a relationship with a 7-year-old, all of us would be like, hold up, wait a minute, that's that's wrong, pause, stop. Nah. But 100 years from now or maybe two years in the future, That might be acceptable or that might be okay. And you think about something like a woman having another relationship with another woman or a man with another man. 200 years ago, that wasn't acceptable at all. That was something that was frowned upon. That was something where people would be like, there's no way in the world they should be getting married or they should have rights like that. But today it is acceptable. So you never really know what our culture, like what what might be trending, what might be hot, what might be popping. So following your heart. Who knows? You can't ask culture. I'm going to tell you that we got to ask God and look at his word. Now, something else that I notice is with great leaders. A lot of times people will say, you know, follow your heart. You got to go with your gut. You got to go with what you feel. But even that can send you off, too, because I want you to think about Hitler. Do followed his heart. He followed his heart. He had a heart that said, you know what? We are going to be the strongest. We are the best nation. We are superior to other people. And because of this race, because of this, I'm going to be able to persecute and imprison other people. He followed his heart. All right. But sometimes that's a scary thing to do because because what if your heart is evil? What if your heart is not focused on the right things? What if your heart sends you off now? There are some quotes that I want to read you real quick on just why that can be uh, very scary in our world. This quote says this. If you follow your heart, you free yourself to become the person you truly want to be and live the life you want. And it's so worth it. Like, don't that sound so fluffy and, and good? But this is another quote I want to read to you. It says, follow your heart means the courage to do what you think is right, to do what you think is right. It's crazy out here nowadays. Like, how do we know what we're thinking, what we feel is is actually right? There's only one way, and and, and that's God's word. God giving us the absolute truth. So the big question that we always have to think about, and we're going to constantly examine in this episode of True or False, Follow Your Heart, is how do you know if your heart is leading you in the right direction? Ooh, that's a good question. How do you know if your heart is leading you in the right direction? We gotta turn to scripture. We gotta turn to Jeremiah 17 verse 9. Now we gotta just examine the heart. Like everybody makes it seem like the heart is just everyone's heart is just good and it's naturally pure and it's just it just wants what's best for everyone. No, it don't. It it, it doesn't. That that's cap. I'm gonna read Jeremiah 17 verse nine for you and just look at what it says. It says, following this is talking about the heart. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things. And beyond cure, another version says it's desperately wicked, desperately wicked. So just think about this. In a lot of cases in our world, in our lives, following our heart has led so many to have heartache and sorrow and be hurt. Look at what else it says in this passage. Who can understand it? Who can understand the heart? The prophet Jeremiah, he talks about the heart being evil several times in the book of Jeremiah. He talks about the heart and how evil it is. Verse 10 says this. I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind. Now, this is a good thing, though. God examining our heart and our mind because God knows us better than we know ourselves. A lot of times we think we're smart, but God is like, no, I I can see your heart. I can see why you really want this. I can see why you really want to go in this direction. And when you compare it to, to us thinking we know better to God, I'm glad he examines it. It says, to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. That's an interesting one. And you got to challenge your heart by examining God's truth and God's word, not by relying on, on culture or doing what you think is best or what you feel is right. you, you got to go to God's word. And look at what Jesus even says. Look at what Jesus says about the heart in Matthew 15, verse 19. He doesn't say the heart is all awesome and good. He says from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. That's a whole bunch of bad stuff. That's a whole bunch of bad stuff. And you, we got to think about like, you know, how does our heart deceive us? Because at times our heart does give us a passion. It gives us a desire to do some things that are great and God pleasing. But on other times it doesn't. So how does the heart deceive deceive us? The heart deceives us when the heart is focused on pleasing the flesh. And just think about how many times people say, you know, pleasing the heart, that's the key to happiness. That's what they would say, like, right? Like, you if you're happy, your heart's happy, you do what your heart feels. But everything in life is not about being happy. And what you want isn't always what you need. What you want isn't always what you need. And we have to examine that and we have to, to look at that. And when we are told to follow our heart most is when it comes down to, man, your purpose. This is your purpose. You think this is your purpose, you follow your heart. If you have a love, or if you have a lot of passion, or if you have a lot of desire, that means you should follow your heart because your heart wouldn't lie to you. Yeah, what? would. The heart is very deceitful, and that's clear that God tells us that. And a lot of times we think we follow in love, we actually follow in lust. We actually are following lust. Now, on this episode of True or False follow your heart. I want to look at some examples in the Bible. I want to look at Adonijah. Adonijah is King David's son. He's one of King David's many sons. Remember King David had a bunch of of different women, a bunch of different wives, a bunch of different concubines. And Adonijah was one of those who wanted to take the throne. He thought his purpose was to take the throne when God had already told him that Solomon is going to be the king he's like i gotta follow my heart though it says stand up so i'm gonna stand up i'm gonna take a stand and i'm gonna try to become king and look at what it says it says now adonijah whose mother was haggith put himself forward and said i will be king so he got his chariots and his horses ready with 50 men to run ahead of him his father had never rebuked him by asking why do you behave as you do so that i'm gonna just stop right there parents that's a great reminder you got to correct and rebuke your kids. You can't let them do whatever they want to do and be like, oh, that's just my baby. That's so, it's not okay. Because we're going to see how that ends up in the long run costing Adonijah his life. It goes on to say Adonijah was also very handsome and was born next after Absalom. Absalom was already his brother who was crazy and already tried to take the throne from his father David. From his father David. He didn't learn from him at all. And it says that Adonijah, Adonijah, have some support from a priest and a big time army dude. He sacrificed a bunch of animals and he created his own ceremony. And his philosophy was, I'm going to take the throne. I'm going to make it happen. I just picture dude like on Black Panther, like I'm coming to take the throne. But yeah, you see how it turned off him too. Now his scheme, it, it didn't work. And Solomon, who was supposed to be the king, ended up being anointed as the king. And you know what Solomon did when he heard about his brother and he talked to his brother? He spared him his life. Now, I'm going to summarize this for you. Solomon pretty much told him, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. If you don't try any janky stuff, if you don't try any evil stuff, I will spare you your life. But I'm telling you, if you step out of line, don't try me. I do it. I do it. I don't, I don't want to do it, but I will do it. And we're just going to look at look at what happened. He's like, man, if you try some evil stuff, you will die. So let's fast forward now. Add Adonija, add He tried something else. His heart led him to to come up with something. And the thing that he tried to do was when King David died, he went to Bathsheba. That's Solomon's mother. and was like, hey, do you think that, um, you know, King David died? I heard he had this nice little nice little caregiver nurse concubine by the name of Abishag. And he's like, you know, could I have her as my wife? Could you go to your son and ask him if I could take her hand in marriage now? King David never had a sexual relationship with Abishag, but she was there as a caregiver, a nurse, a concubine. He got old, he got cold. So they had to find someone who would just cuddle with King David and keep him warm because when he got old, he got cold. And Bathsheba was like, "Okay, I can I can ask this request of my son. And a lot of us are like, you know, what's the big deal? What is the big deal? This was like another attempt at Adonijah going after the throne and building his case to possibly try to to possibly try to overthrow his his half brother Solomon. Now, some people are like, well, how do you know that? That's the move that they did back in the day where they would take concubines. They would take um, the old wives of the king and make them their own wives. That was a a sign of like authority or a sign of like, I'm about to do what I got to do. And that was the move they made back then. And you know what happened? Because he followed his heart, he got executed. He got executed and following his heart, got his heart snatched out. Now, I just, I don't know how he really died or anything, but it just says he got executed and it definitely cost him. And on this episode of True or False, Follow Your Heart, that was an example of somebody going after their purpose, but they didn't have it aligned with God's word or God's truths. Now, another time that we're told, to follow our heart is when it comes to our, our passions or our romantic relationships or what we desire. And Romans chapter one, verse 22 talks about this. It says, although they claim to be wise, they became fools. Fools are anyone who rejects the truth. If you reject the truth, you're a fool. You are an absolute fool. And they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds, and animals, and reptiles. So they exchanged this for some, some stuff. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their heart, to their hearts. He talks about the heart again. To sexual impurity, for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie. Isn't that our world today? Exchanging the truth about God for a lie. And if you skip ahead and you read this, These were shameful lusts and shameful desires, and God gave them over to it. A woman wanted a woman. These are unnatural relationships. A man wanted a man. And because of this error, they had a due penalty that was given to them. So there was a penalty for them following their heart because it went against God's design. It went against God's truth. Now, in this episode of True or False, Follow Your Heart, we got to look at my man, Samson. I mean, Sam, we, we got to look at Samson and how he followed his. He tried to follow like his purpose and his passion, but he was following his heart. And it was just it was all messed up. Now, Samson followed his heart by staying with the woman he knew was no good for him. He knew she was a gold digger. He knew she was associating with his enemies, but he stayed with this woman. Why? Because he he fell in love. He fell in love like she not even oil. like man, She had to be 11 out of 10 now. She had to be 11 out of 10. She had to be fine, fine. So this is in Judges chapter 16. We're going to start at verse 17. And just to give you some background, this woman that he had fell in love with kept asking him, like, what's the secret to your strength? You don't really love me. Tell me the secret to your strength. And, you know, she would run back and tell the enemies and you know how he should know this is because he's laying up with her. And then the enemies come and she's like, Samson, they're here again. And whatever he told her, like tie some rope around me, he would bust out the rope and beat everybody up. So he should know that I only told I only told you. So you had to run back and tell these people. But listen to this. He got so fed up with her nagging and he followed his heart. This is what he did. He told her everything. He said, no razor has ever been used on my head. Because I have been a Nazarite dedicated to God from my mother's womb. A Nazarite is someone who doesn't cut the hair, doesn't do alcohol. It says, if my head were shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as any other man. Some of you are like, well, how strong was he? he? He beat a whole bunch of dudes, hundreds of dudes with a, a donkey's jawbone. Like he was a beast. He's a, a superhero. When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines, come back once more. He has told me everything. So the the rulers of the Philistines returned with the silver in their hands. It says, after putting him to sleep on her lap, think about this. She put him to sleep on her lap, like she really cared for him. Oh, my baby's right here. She called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair, and so began to subdue him, and his strength left him. Then she called Samson, the Philistines are upon you. Now she want to be an actress. Like she like, Ooh, they just here. I don't know what happened. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know the Lord had left him. Why did the Lord left, him, leave him? Cause he followed his heart, but his heart wasn't leading him towards God. It was leading him towards pleasing some woman who was not for God. And you like, what happened to Samson? He got his eyes gouged out and he got made a prisoner because he followed his heart. You should go read about the rest of that in the book of Judges. Now, this type of following your heart, this is the type of following your heart that will have or has had some of us praying for bad relationships to work, knowing you should be out of the relationship. God is telling you, stop, be done with them cut them off. Don't go back. Don't let them come back. But we up here praying for for Becky and Tyrone saying, Lord, make it work. Lord, make it work. And then what's what's fascinating to me is some of us getting marriages, which is a covenant. It's completely different. And we don't have the energy to pray or to ask for our spouse to change or for us to change and be more patient and be more loving and be more kind. But we will pray for some of these bad relationships instead or I just think about this and I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it real would you keep it a buck I just think about how many people are not married and they getting extra freaky deaky extra freaky deaky and they pulling out all the best they pulling out all the best then they get married and they act like they don't have the energy for their spouse They act like they don't have the energy for their spouse. they like, well, I used it up. But, But you know, when I was younger, I was actually in love. I was following my heart. No, 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 no. You were just younger. You were just more lustful. You just had more energy. You can still use that energy in your marriage. That's a topic for a whole nother day. Now, in this episode of True or False, follow your heart. We really have to question Our hearts when it's telling us certain things. And some of those things are when our hearts are seem to be going after fame or or status, when it seems to be going after something that we love. And that person that we love. And then that person that we love, it seems to bring us nothing but mess. And everybody in your family or everybody in your circle, like, dude, you need to be done with this person. That's when we really should question following our heart. We should really question following our heart. When it goes against God's word, because following your heart does not mean rejecting God's word or rejecting God's truth. It does not mean that at all. That's the opposite of the non-microwave truth. So when do you follow your heart? You follow your heart when it doesn't go against God's word and God's truths. And I know at times it'll it'll be tough to figure out because some things aren't a a good or a bad thing. It's just a matter of choice. So what I want to do is I want to look at David, the young David. A man after God's heart, because when you are after God's heart, that helps you follow what you should be following. And how do we go after God's heart is something we have to look at. David. David was able to go after God's heart because he had courage and he had trust in God's word and in God's truths. You think about this. He killed a lion and a bear. And a giant. And you know sometimes when you when your your heart's telling you to, to be froggy and jump, some of us like, I don't want to do it. But he trusted the fact that God's truth, that God was there for him. He had the humility that he needed. He had the, 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 the trust in, in God's timing. God is a God of timing. And you think about this. He didn't take matters into his own hands when he could have killed King Saul. He had an opportunity to kill a man who was trying to kill him, but he was like, This is not God's time. This is not God's way. Now, a lot of us would have been like, he trying to kill me, trying to hurt me. I'm going to go ahead and hurt him. But he didn't do that. And because of that, that allowed him to be after God's heart. That allowed him to hear God's truth. That allowed God to reveal what he should and should not be doing. Now, I want to go to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. I want to look at two men who were walking on the road. Now, I got to give you a little background about this. These are two men who are walking on the road. What just took place was that Jesus died on the cross. And that day, the women had went to the tomb and there was no Jesus there. So they're, they're in a state of, I'll let you figure that out. It says, now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. Jesus asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. Now, I can just imagine how their hearts felt in that moment. Their hearts were probably telling them, it's over. You need to give up. Imagine if they would have followed that. One of them named Cleopas asked Jesus. He didn't know it was him, though. He said, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have happened there in these days? And then Jesus says, what things? About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied, he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hope that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. Now, this sounds pretty hopeless to me. But what do you think? Now, I'm going to skip a couple verses. And Jesus says this to them. He says, how foolish you are. They still don't know it's him. How foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly. Hey, Stay with us for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over so he went in to stay with them when he was at the table with them he took bread gave thanks broke it and began to give it to them then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight now this right here they asked each other were not our hearts burning within us while we talked with while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us they had a burning something in their heart And how did that happen, though? It happened because they had their heart postured towards Christ. It happened because they were in the scriptures. It happened because they were able to see the actual truths. And because of this, they could have followed their heart in that moment. They could have followed their heart in that situation. But think about how they started off at the beginning. That was not something they wanted to follow. And that's a cue and a big thing for us to take away when we want to follow our heart. First of all, posturing our heart towards Christ. Allowing him to reveal his truths to us. Getting in the scripture. And some of us like, man, I really don't even understand the scripture. Do you notice they have somebody breaking it down to them? So that's the importance of finding a pastor or a good shepherd or somebody who understands the word of God so that they can explain these things to you so things can be revealed to you and you can really test like, hey, what I'm feeling in my heart, should I follow this or should I not? Is this from the sinful flesh or is this from God? Now, the beauty of this is the posture surrendering to christ and allowing him to show us how we should lead or how we should follow with our heart and this is the non-microwave truth thanks for joining me on this episode of true or false follow your heart next week's episode the third part in our four-part series is going to be true or false this is prescription not description thanks for tuning in today peace punch captain crunch say no to drugs and yes to jesus i am out